Welcome back to the SC Heartback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namoski. Welcome to another off-season pod. Now reacting to the halfbacks. Obviously, we've gone through the hookers, the front row, the 2RF. Now we're up to the halfback, the playmaker. So quick caveat before we start. I've removed a few jewels here because I want to talk about them in 5-8. need a bit more help in the position ranking. So Luke Brooks, Matt Burden, Brandon Trindle, Luke Curie will all be on the next podcast. So I just want to put it out there in case you think those guys have been missed. But let's get right into it. As you know, we've got the three categories who's unders, who's on the money, and who are the overs. So this is a tough group because the guys that are in the overs aren't necessarily, in my opinion, bad buyers, just as a pretty steep asking price compared to um, potentially where we want them. So let's get right into it. Who's the first under? So I'm actually going to go to the New Zealand Warriors. I'm going to go Chanel Harris-Tavita. Now, I think he's going to get that starting 5-8 spot for the Warriors, and I think he'll do very well there. Um, he's always had a pretty set for super coach friendly game, good running game, good kicking game to me, just a general organizer next to SJ. I think that's exactly what you need. If you draft CHT and he does get the starting five, eight spot, he will get a jewel in round six, which will be very, very crucial. Might even get one before round one, potentially with an upgrade, but basically starting at 238 K, um, nearly bottom dollar. It's very, very appealing. Now, obviously in round one, you can't start with him in the two halves if you're trying to go for two guns. But if he does get a duel, it becomes very, very fascinating. I think he's a very interesting option. I've definitely got my eye on him. We've obviously got quite a few contenders at that 5-8 spot for the Warriors. you got Chanel Harris-DeVito. you got Tamari Martin. you got Luke Metcalf. Uh, Volkman obviously just left, but he was another option there as well. So they've got three genuine 5-8 options that can come in and lead them to the final. So keep your eye on Chanel Harris-DeVito. 238k if he does get a duel becomes very intriguing. More from a draft comp, I think he's a very, very nice consolation player. I said halfback even if he doesn't get that spot there. Let's go to the first on the money. Uh, we're going to go to Newcastle. We're going to go to uh, Jackson Hastings at 510k. About what he's going to get. About a 50 on the dot. He averaged 50 on the dot last year. You can see him averaging 51 on the dot this year. Um, who's going to partner him? Whether it's Jack Hogger or Tyson Gamble. Selfishly, I would like Jack Hogger just a little bit more of an organizer then Jackson Hastings have a bit more of a running game about him. Um, but I think a great option nonetheless. Again, not going to start with him in Classic, 510k. You probably want to go a little bit higher for a couple of more guns. But definitely from a from a draft sense as well, I think someone average at that 50 average mark is going to be pretty low on a lot of people's draft boards. And if you just want to plug and play, another great option there. So it has lost a jewel from last year, but I think is the unquestioned number seven. I don't see a world where... It'll be Gamble and Cogger who will start there in the house. I think it will be Jackson Hastings. And, you know, he's going to be linking up with Ponga. He's got all those outside backs outside of him. I think it's going to be a very, very good season for Jackson Hastings. Let's go to our first over. I'm going to go to the Bulldogs. I'm going to go to Toby Sexton. Now, I think Sexton will have a great season, but at nearly 600K, 596K, that's a steep asking price. Did play the eight games last year for a 58 average. But to me, Sexton is... Can play a little bit more of a second fiddle to Matt Burton this year. I do think Burton in that left edge will get a lot of the traffic this year. Uh, I still think Sexton will average probably around that 55 to 57 mark. But again, it's a very, very stacked halfback class where all those guys are going to be very high traffic in draft. In classic, the next guy we're about to talk about, you have to pay a little bit up to get him, but I think it's a much better buy there as well. So Toby Sexton, by no means a bad draft pick, a bad buy, but again... It's going to be pretty brave to start with Toby Sexton in your halves and at least some of these guns that we're about to talk about. But 600K, just a little bit over where you want that the starting price to be. 
We're going to go to the Sydney Roosters. We're going to go to Sam Walker, one of my uh, crushes for this season from Supercoach. Uh, 610K. So the difference between Sexton and Walker is about 14K. And that's a very, very nice buy. He averaged a tick under 60 last year in those eight games. But again, I think he's going to be a, a new Sam Walker. I think a healthy preseason. Settled into that number seven jersey. I just think the world's the limit for him. He's got a very, very nice pack in front of him now. And very, very nice outside backs. Obviously, Luke Keery still there as the organizer. Allows Sam Walker to do a bit more running and kicking. The Roosters issue is interesting. We all thought, you know, they were one of the premier favorites to win the premiership last year. Obviously, that didn't happen. Sam Walker had the injury. Uh, to me, I just am really high on Sam Walker. I think he is a fringe second round pick this year. I think just top of the third round. And in classic, I think it's a very intriguing price at 610. If you do not want to go the two guns, Cleary and Hines at halfback, I think Sam Walker is a very nice option where you can drop 300K, get a guy who's an average around that 65, maybe pushing 70, and you can spread those resources around and live somewhere else. So Sam Walker is very, very intriguing. Very under as well. So I do like Sam Walker as an option there. Let's go to the first, uh, second on the money. And no surprise here, Nathan Cleary at 912K. Um, average 90, just on a tick under 90 last year in 19 games. It's a fair price because that's what he's going to do. He's going to be around that, when he's fit and healthy, he'll be around that 90 mark. So yes, you might look at that and go, how is that on the money? He'll average at the end of the season. And that's what it is. So if you want to go for Cleary and Hines, you've got to pay that little bit of an extra. Now, the challenge will be, if you want to only have one of those guns, who do you pick? To me, Cleary's a little bit cheaper. I think he's a bit more set of floor about him. He's in the best team in the comp. So I think that kind of really makes it what you need. But I'd be stunned if he is not 50% owned at the start of Classic. I'll be stunned if he's not the first draft pick in all leagues. To me, Nathan Cleary is the safe pick. It should be everyone's first in this Supercoach season. The next guy in the uh, overs, we're going to go to the uh, Brisbane Broncos. We're going to go to Adam Reynolds. Now, A-Ray at 665K, average bang on that 60 last, 65 last year in 20 games. But to me, this is just a little bit more of a bet on the guys around him. Now, he had to do quite a bit last year, and I think he will again this year. But the emergence of Reese Walsh and Ezra Mem, I think, will be two critical pieces where they might average anywhere from 5 to 10 on their average last year. And I think... That might just stun Adam Reynolds a little bit. I think he might average more around that 60 mark. I think 65 is a bit high. I think that 60 mark is where about where he will be. So by all means, again, similar in the vein of Sam Walker. If you do want to forgo one of those guns and pick a second option to save about the 300k mark, Adam Reynolds is a very nice pick. Uh, to me, I would just prefer to have Sam Walker again at a slightly more value, 40k less, 50k less. But Adam Reynolds again, a great player in a great team. You'd expect the Brisbane Broncos to stay where they were doing last year. But again, just it's those Reese Walsh, Ezra Mam numbers that are just screaming out to me going, there has to be a bit of a reduction here somewhere. So that's why Adam Reynolds slide over. And again, it's a tough uh, position to talk about because there's a lot of guns at a good price here. Let's go to the next on uh, unders. Let's go to unders. Tanner Boyd at 501k. Now to me, Tanner Boyd is someone who I believe will be a beneficiary of Des Hasler coming up there. Uh, I'm not worried about Tom Weaver being up there, even though I do rate him a lot. Tanner averaged a 49 last year. He played 21 games, so it was there. He was available. Just obviously never really went down his edge. But again, I think having both Furmore back is going to be a huge win for him. I think having a gun to earth on his side will boost his average by at least five. I think you're looking at at least a 55-point scorer. 
If he's going to keep the goal kicking as well, add a couple more points there because I'll score some more tries as well. Uh, yeah, I'm all about Tanner Boyd this year. I think he's a great, great late round option in a class, in a draft in a draft league, and in classic. If you want to save a bit more money again, look, I'm not opposed to it. You know, the Tides have an interesting run to start the season. You can save another hundred and ten thousand off Sam Walker, hundred and fifty thousand off Adam Reynolds. So it's definitely a pot option. Uh, and take a lot of balls to do it, but I don't mind the play. On the money next. Mitch Moses at 695. Now, when I first looked at his number 695, I'm like, oh, that's a little bit under. He's a little bit under what the likes of DCE and Hughes are making. But 695 is on the mark. That 70 average, I think, is where you would peg Mitch Moses. I think Dylan Walker would be a, uh, Dylan Brown would be a bit more of a opponent prank this year. So I do think there'll be a little bit of a drop in points there. But Mitch Moses is still a fine buy. And again, Someone who, if you don't want to go for those two guns, you can save about 200, 230k going the Mitch Moses route. Now, they do have a bit of a tough draw to start the season, so that would procure me from starting with him. I'd much rather start with Dylan Brown, pay that little bit more at the 5'8 position. But Mitch Moses, the goal kicker, always has a good track about him, and if he is on a flat track, uh, you know the points will come. A tougher round, potentially the, the floor is not there, but Mitch Moses will be a big player in the Supercoach season. There will be a time where people will jump on him. Cromart will have a nice little stretch. They'll try and get those, you know, five to six games out of him to really boost up the ranking. So I do like Mitch Moses, not necessarily to start, but at that price, you think they have a bit of a tough draw, that number might get around to the 600 mark and that might be too hard to ignore. So Mitch Moses on the money for now. Mentioned him a moment ago. So the next guy in the over is we're going to go to Daly Cherry Evans. Now, again, a gun player, I think he will do very well. He's at a 682 price mark at the moment. So he's basically got an average near 80, which he averaged 68, 67 last year, 77 last year, sorry, at 22 games. So again, he's there, doesn't really get rested after Origin. I think he's have a great season. But again, similar to A-Ray, with Tom Turbo there, it takes a little bit of the shine off him. So... Not that he's not going to score well with Turbo in there, but those last couple of rounds where he was actually dominating him and Cooler, uh, he was the lead dog there. So, again, a very, very good buy, a very good pod option. Now, if you do want to still have two absolute top-tier guns you don't want to have Hines there, Daly Cherins is a good number there. So I'll he will have some um, guys that will pick him early on. I think him and Turbo will be a very nice stack option to start the season. But for me... That number, I want, I want that number to be under 750 just to start with him there, but an interesting number nonetheless. The next guy we're going to go to in the unders is Sean O'Sullivan from the Dolphins. Now, Sean O'Sullivan is at 461k, averaged a 45 last year. I think obviously he had that torn peck. He'll come back, he'll play really well this year. I think the Dolphins will improve this year. I just think that Sean O'Sullivan is another good year now. Obviously, no goal kicking, that's a Sarko still. But I just think he can average that. I can average maybe that fifty-three to fifty-five mark. So you're getting a bit of a discount there. Again, not an option to start with in classic. This is more of a draft play, but definitely in a twelve-man league, I could see him being the twelfth halfback off the board and the guy being pretty happy that he's only had that fifty-three average there. So, yeah, I think an improved Dolphins pack, another season, another preseason, and hopefully injury-free for him could mean that he can have a very, very nice season. Him, whoever's in that half cup spot with him, whether it's Milford, whether it's Katoa whether it's Nikarima, I think he'll be the constant there at halfback and have a good season there. We're going to go to the on the money, and we're going to go to the Melbourne Storm. We're going to go to Jerome Hughes at 722k. 
722K is just a nice number for me. And again, spoke about just then, if you don't want to have Cleary and Hines, only one of them, and DC's a little bit too expensive, this is the number. 722 is a very nice number. If you were to go with Cleary and Hughes, you'd save nearly 200K on that Jerome Hughes move. So I think it'll be a very popular option. He has got a very tough draw to start the season now. To me, Storm and Rabbits are the two gun teams that have a very tough draw. So it, look, it's a bit touch and go whether you're going to go with him. But to me, I think he's a very nice value, especially if you are going to pair him with Elikatoa. I think if you are going to pay up for Jerome Hughes, you have to pay up for Elikatoa to get that stack. And I think that's a very nice stack to have. I think in draft, that'll be very, very handy. Um, Jerome Hughes round two, Elikatoa round four. Uh, could be a very, very nice play. So one to keep an eye on there, but I think just think Jerome Hughes at 722K is someone who I think will take a bit more responsibility off Cam Munster this year. Uh, definitely has the highest ceiling. Uh, and yeah, I just think he's an excellent player there. Second last guy in the overs. We're going to go to the St. George Illawarra Dragons and we're going to go to Ben Hunt. Now, obviously this is similar to uh, Sexton. You know, a good player, but at that 600K mark, an extra 10K to get Sam Walker. An extra 100k to get some of these other guys. Look, it's gonna be very tough to start with Ben Hunt. Uh, we got to see what Shane Flanagan does now. If he comes down those first month and actually brains and goes up to maybe 650, okay, time to jump on board. Then you got to see if this Flanagan deals for real. But for me, Ben Hunt is just a bit of a wait and see at halfback only. Uh, now in a draft comp, as always, he'll be about the seventh eighth guy off the board. He'll get you there, like I said. He averaged a 59 last year, essentially only 22 games. So very very nice considering the team that he's in. He can just get those points no matter what. So he'll have value this year. He'll be, there'll be a stretch there where I think the Dragons will go decently. And I think guys will jump on if the Dragons have a nice little four-week stretch. People will jump on Ben Hunt and try and get those points. But again, it's pretty tough to uh, have him there. Now, if he was hooker, Jewel, that changes the conversation. But right now, he's halfback only. Don't think he's going to move into hooker. So he will stay where he is there. All right, one more in each category. Let's go to the Canberra Raiders. Let's go to Jamal Fogarty, uh, who to me is going to be uh, probably one of my favorite unders besides Sam Walker. At 535k, I think there's a lot of value there. Again, more draft than classic. I don't think people will be starting, especially with some of the cheapies we have from the Raiders. You're not going to be having too many Raiders in your team. But at 535k, this is a guy that could go to 60 pretty comfortably. Uh, no Jack Wine there, so a bit more attacking responsibility on his shoulders. Uh, no Jared Kruger, so should have the goal kicking as well. To me, just a really, really nice play. And again, not going to start with him in, in Classic, but in Draft, it becomes very, very intriguing. But at 535k, again, if they have a soft draw, uh, if, you, if you buy plenty at certain stages in the season, Jamal could become a bit of an option where you just want to go, you know what, give my 55 to 60 every week, I'll work out the rest. I don't mind that opportunity there. The last guy in the on the money is Nico Hines. Now, yes, 970K. How is that on the money? This is a guy who averaged 95 last year, played 20 games, and is just the absolute linchpin of that Sharks team. Now, that is going to cost you. And again, you could say it's a little bit overs. You know, you'd want that to be around that, what Cleary is that 920. To me, he's going to be the guy that will be a pot option at the start of the season. I think everyone will go Cleary. Uh, and then you're going to have the guys go, well, I'm just going to save money. It makes sense to me to save. 360k to go to Sam Walker. Um, and you could be absolutely right, but to me, it's very it, it's very hard to think of not starting without Nico Hines. You just get flashbacks too. Obviously, he was at the start of the season last year, that preseason injury. 
walked in in round four. Everyone was like, all right, let's just uh, let's just have a look here. Let's just see how he goes in that first game back. Bang, 180. And it got a lot of people off to the wrong foot. So you'll be a brave man not to do it. I do like the draw for the Sharkies in the first eight rounds. Nico Hines, 970. Look, it's steep, but I think he can hit it pretty comfortably. So I do like Nico Hines as an on-the-money target. He's just the absolute linchpin. And we'll speak about, about Braden Trim on the next uh, podcast. Nico Hines just takes up everything there. He's the absolute vacuum of Supercoach points in that team. So he's got a role with there. And as you guys may have uh, realized, there is one guy we have not spoken about. So the last guy in the overs, it's a very reluctant overs, uh, similar to DC. It is Sean Johnson at 793, but 800K. And again, he played, he had got a 78 average last year off 23 games. Nothing just needs that at all. But yeah, it's 800K. And to me, I want to buy into this Warriors team. I believe in this Warriors team. I believe in SJ. There's just other guys. I want to buy Charles. I want to buy Roger Torvasa Sheck. I want to buy Jackson Ford. I want to buy some of these guys. So to me, it's a bit of a hold right now. Uh, 793K. Absolutely gun option uh, in, you know, something like a draft. You know, he's going to be a top two round pick for sure. There will be guys that will start with him in classic. Um, you know, the, the draw does intrigue me. I think there is some ability to score some big points early on. But yeah, there's a lot of super coach wanting uh, players similar Similar to how we were just talking about Nico Hines, where Nico is the vacuum and takes all the points, the Warriors actually spread out pretty comfortably. So SJ does get his points, but others do as well. So to me, just a little bit of a hold on SJ. Just want to see how he starts the season. But for sure, at some stage, I will be jumping on him. And that is the halfback position. Again, it's a lot of guns. It's a lot of guys. There is some value here as well. So I do like it. In a classic league, it'd be very hard to go away from those top five guys, a combination of those top five. Um... But yeah, I think there will be stages at some stage in the year where injuries will happen, origin will happen, there will be some cheapies that come in your teams, make some cash, get back up to some guns. And in draft, I think everyone will get a suitable halfback. Like I said, I think Sean O'Sullivan will probably be the tall guy off the board potentially. Uh, if you're talking no jewels, just straight uh, halfbacks, that's a pretty good pick. He will get you about a 53, like I said. So plenty of options in the halfback position this year. But we will leave it there. Back with the 5.8s uh, coming out very soon. So thank you for listening. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.